All right, monster hunters, it's time for us to hunt a kezu. Who's ready? Oh, oh no. I don't like What's that. What's wrong, Hunter Jacob? Are you worried about the kezu? It's so long and veiny. Well, Hunter, Sergio isn't worried about how long or hard the kezu is, are you? Well, that 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 one girl that that wanted us to give the kezu her number. I don't know. She might have been jelking it. It might it might be even longer than. Ah, you're a pansy. I'll bet Hunter Luke is ready for the job. Oh, I am engorged, ready for the kezu. Excellent. Wait a second. Wait a second. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, hi there. This is our uh, guest for this week's episode of So You Think You Can Make Another Random Episode About Some Kind of Random Topic. Luke, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Luke. I'm the cleanest genius with the thickest penis. I'm from the UK. I live in Japan. <laughs> and I host a Monster Hunter podcast called Monster Mash. So, so uh, a few preliminary questions before we before we get into the, the, the thick of it. Um... So why the UK? Um, just a sad accident of fate, I guess. Do you ever regret it? Uh, constantly. That's why I left. That oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good point. Damn. So this is a monster hunter episode. If that's not clear, um, yep. Luke, I think it's safe to say. That you probably might like Monster Hunter. Is that fair? I mean, from where I'm sitting, I can see like 20 Monster Hunter figures. Two, three, four, five, six, seven Monster Hunter books. Um, books? A Monster Hunter PS4. Wait, wait, we invited uh, somebody who can read onto this podcast? This is not going to work. No, nah, they're just picture books. Oh, okay. Okay. Most of them are literally in a language you can't read. So I was af- I was afraid that you were going to find out that we're we've been bullshitting this whole podcast and nothing we've ever read has been real. Damn. Wait. I mean, shit, Sergio, edit that yeah. out. Hmm. So, how'd you get into Monster Hunter? Uh, I was basically dragged into it, kicking and screaming, um, by two of my co-hosts on my Monster Hunter podcast. Oh, nice. Uh, we we're all like long time Nintendo heads. We met through uh, the like unofficial Nintendo magazine forums. Uh huh. And they were oh, big damn. into um, Monster Hunter for like years. And then so when you... Monster Hunter 4 came out, they dragged me to start playing. But about a week uh-huh. after I started, I spilled KFC gravy all over my 3DS. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Um, so it wasn't until much later generations that I actually managed to play one for any length of time. That's that's fair. Um, I ha- I also um had a had a had an accident, including a 3ds, not with gravy, but somebody on my school bus snapping it in half because I beat them in a in a Pokemon duel with a with cheated Pokemon. So I can I can sympathize. Oh, uh, until you said cheated cheated Pokemon, I was on your side. And I just wanted. I just that, wanted. I just wanted a level one hundred shiny mudkip, and apparently that that was not cool. I was wondering what would break. Was there anything about it, or was it just a level one hundred mudkip? I mean, 
it was i mean it was just a level 100 shiny mudkip and he was like that's cheated and i was like yeah and then he broke my ds like <laughs> i didn't lie about kit. it i didn't lie about it, it. i mean it, it was level, it was level 100 yeah it was, but it was level 100 that's a big it's level. a mudkip <laughs> listen that kid had pro- yeah. problems outside of the outside of the pokemon duels okay yeah, I, I think if you lose to a mudkip um that's that's kind of your own fault Mm-hmm. You think you think people who duel Pokemon duels on school buses are normal? <laughs> I I, w- I would hope so. I mean, I don't I don't know where no. you because like because like like don't like usually like the, the the online matches they cap them at level fifty anyway. Well, it wasn't online. I was on the school bus with him. I suppose the question is, how old were the pair of you at this time? Oh, how old was I? I was probably. I was probably in like eighth grade, and he was probably in like ninth grade. Wait, so so it's not like thirteen and fourteen there. Oh yeah, you're you're UK. Yeah, that would be like like year year seven, year eight around there. Okay, okay. Slightly so like old enough to yeah yeah old enough to not to know not to break somebody's DS. Old enough to know you shouldn't do it, but not old enough to realize that you yeah. actually shouldn't. So so you mentioning uh magazine forums, I think um may may have been the, the, the fastest way to, to to offhandedly remark that you are older than us. <laughs> yes. I am it, 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 years young. Okay, yeah. You are the you are one of the the other uh, large plethora of guests that we've had that have been almost a decade older than us. Just in case you want to feel old, uh, it's cool. I work as a teacher, so I'm constantly surrounded uh, by people making me feel old. Do you teach English? <coughs> I'm assuming. Yep. Are you one of those people? Okay, because I live in I Japan see- and I don't speak Japanese, so my choices That's are fair. pretty limited. My brother's best friend from high school graduated uh, college with a uh, like environmental science degree and then immediately moved to Japan to teach English and then COVID happened. So he's just been there for like three years now. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I, I just sort of flew over here and winged it and somehow I'm still here. I mean, that, that's fair. That's impressive sure that you have a job to teach English without knowing any Japanese. Yeah. I mean, I know some Japanese now. I've been here four years, but I'm not like fluent or anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, w- without doxing yourself, which which part, which general part? Is it prefecture? Like, you... Is that the term oh, for? I, I... Where... Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't care about doxing myself. What's someone going to do? Oh, okay. Fly to Japan and pick a fight with me? Yeah, uh, we're writing it down. <laughs> I live in Nagano. Okay. Oh, nice. So I don't know right where that up is. in the mountains, real pretty. Ah. We had a Winter Olympics here. Oh, but okay. it's still ass hot in summer. That sounds nice. <clears throat> it is pretty nice. It's not bad. So, have you always been um... interested in Japan, or was that like a like a? Uh, so, like... It's going back to the whole magazines thing, it started with Nintendo magazines. I was reading uh-huh. them every month, and they'd have little snippets about like Akihabara and Tokyo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I start reading Japanese history, all of that jazz. And then literally, it was the day the Switch came out. And I just installed my 
I got Zelda ready to go. I went to the kitchen to make a cup of tea. I was visiting my parents for the weekend. My dad's like, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> so, well, I was thinking of studying Japanese. So you should go to Japan. I was like, yeah, I should go to Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just you like, did? Yeah, I like, <laughs> that month I quit my job, moved in with my parents, started working at a restaurant 70 hours a week. Oh, Saved up a million yen and just flew to Tokyo. I have to do yen conversion. It's like $10,000. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you hear, you hear like all oh, a million yen. You're like, that's a lot of money, and then you do, yeah, you do the math. And you're that like, way. that's 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 a that's a, I mean, it's it's a lot of money for someone my age. Um, oh, it's, but, it's the most know. money I've ever had in my life. Oh yeah, and I borderline killed myself making it, but yeah, mm-hmm. and then I blew it in like six months. I remember when we got our COVID checks, um, right when COVID hit, um, and you know they gave us that big, like stimulus check mm. and I, I looked at it and i was like this is the most money i will ever have in my bank account and then i spent like a quarter of it on warhammer nice probably more than that but i'm gonna make myself feel better by saying a quarter i had my mm-hmm. warhammer phase when i was in high school but my brother's the one who's like lifelong warhammer kid uh nice i liked what playing it i couldn't be bothered with painting it whereas he's that's fair around. what army did you play I had some Dark Angel Space Marines. Ah. A man of culture. A man of yeah. culture, yeah. That's acceptable. Dark so just out cool. of curiosity, do you live in one of those super small units of apartments in Japan? If you're if you're next to the mountains, I can't imagine they have those there, though. Do you live in... Um... It's not like crazy Tokyo, I live in a washing machine small. Uh-huh. But it's like a right. fairly small studio apartment. Okay. That's fair. That's cool. Yeah, good for you. That sounds. I'd love to go to Japan sometime. I know the issue with going to Japan is I can't just like go to Japan for like a week because you know yeah. they they have like a they're like what is it a fourteen day, uh like because of COVID you have to go for like like you have to isolate for fourteen days when you fly. It's like, not that's, as that's bad anymore weeks. as long as you've got like if you're triple vaxxed and stuff depending on your country uh-huh. they have dropped a lot of that because I'm planning to visit the UK later this year. Uh-huh. And currently, it looks like I won't have to do any quarantining. Oh, as <laughs> I think you're the first person from the UK we've ever had on this podcast. So I want to ask this question. This is a really, <laughs> this is the worst question to ask someone from the UK. What are your thoughts on the uh, on on the dead queen theory? Uh, I wish she was dead, but I don't think she is. Cause like, cause like, there's all these like they're like, oh yeah, the queen's not coming out to like so and so place for for this thing that she always does. They're doing like parades, and there's like a hologram of her in the carriage instead of the real like real thing. Like, so she's dead. She's not dead because Boris Johnson is about to get kicked out of office, and Boris Johnson would love to have been prime minister when the queen died. That's true. So maybe if he maybe, had any power uh, to release that information, he would. I, I, I think I might know why. It might be because, like, uh, the previous Queen Elizabeth lived to, like, 104, and then she caught a cold, and then she died. They might just be trying to prolong her life by keeping her at the palace where she can't, like, get sick or fall. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit... It's also, you know, she is just, like, a billion-year-old little Yoda of a creature. Of course she can't go out. <laughs> Yoda dude. of a creature. Yeah, like, I'm sure if you just slapped her lightly, she'd just die instantly. Prince Philip looked like a ghoul from Fallout. Like she's in, she's in about the same position. Yeah. 
I'm just amazed that she's still alive. Yeah, I remember she's the only uh, only monarch to or current world leader who served in World War II. Is she as old as Jimmy Carter? Because Jimmy Carter is also a trillion years old. Um, the thirty ninth president. Quite if you don't know. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, I don't Carter, walk around knowing the exact age of the queen. I'm not going to. Uh, Jimmy Carter's older. He's ninety seven. That's Elizabeth crazy. Second is is ninety six. Do peanuts mm-hmm. really just extend your life? <clears throat> Being a former president probably also gives him access to some pretty good. No, healthcare. I think it's definitely the peanuts. Okay. I can say there's a life tip for everybody. When you get older, if you want to live a long, particularly non-Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's-induced uh, elderly part of your life, hmm. never stop being active. Always do things. I ha- uh, that is uh, something I subscribe to, actually. I met this dude <laughs> well, yeah. when I worked in a supermarket. He came up to me and mm-hmm. like, hey, guess how old I am? I was like, I don't know. He says, I'm 100 years old. And he looked like 60. He said, yeah, oh, I run wow. every day. So I kind of took that to heart. I'm just going to, as long yeah. as I exercise every day for the rest of my life, I'll live forever. Yeah, he might have been exaggerating slightly, but it's definitely was, very no, true. He was 100% telling the truth. Don't question my wealth. Did, like did he show you a card? That. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't question that. Imagine if he was like 68 and he's like, I'm going to fuck this kid's whole world up by just telling him, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm 100. I can't handle well, that right there, now. My whole philosophy is built on believing this one old man I met. And if you wore well, black socks instead of white ones, then you'll run faster too. I well, whether or not he was socks. telling the truth, <clears throat> I can tell you that Chinese people definitely subscribe to that theory. They have old people exercise parks in China. And Yeah, Japan. Japan's kind of similar. I often see like really old dudes. Run. I'll be hiking up a mountain and some 70-year-old dude will run up it and then run back past it and make me look uh-huh. like the fattest slob. Yeah, okay, those, we're, those we're American, so, so you've got a leg up on us. Mm-hmm. This is on principle. Well, anyways, should we start talking about Monster Hunter, which is what this episode was yeah, supposed to be? Yeah, Monster Hunter episode. Instead of interviewing the episode on Queen. Japan, Fanon, if you yeah, want. Queen, yeah, Queen Dead Theory episode, where it's just two hours of us talking about the Queen of England being dead. All right. So, big, big simple question out of the way. What's your favorite Monster Hunter game? Or at least, which ones have you played? I've played a little bit of 3 Ultimate and a little bit of 4 Ultimate, but Mm -hmm. gravy incidents and stuff happened. Um, I played, like, 250 hours of Generations. Then I played another 160 hours of it in Japanese on the Switch. Then I played another 160 hours of that in English on the Switch. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You played Generations and Generations Ultimate. And Double Cross. Well, why did so you got a new 3ds yeah 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 yeah. why I, didn't you I, just get a new but, copy of four because by the i so i waited like months to send it into repair because i just assumed it was dead forever because i'm an idiot uh-huh and by the time i got it repaired all of my friends had finished four uh-huh that's and fair, then, so i yes. couldn't be bothered and then once generations came out was when i actually like got involved that's fair mm, that makes sense well, you must, surely you've played World. You must tell uh, then, me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, but right. So World came out like three days before I moved to Japan. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
So I was playing like 12 hour sessions every night. And then the day nice. before my plane, I sold the Xbox. Oh. Uh, and then a couple, like about a year ago, uh, two years ago, when we reignited Monster Mash, <laughs> I picked up a PS4 here in Japan and replayed World again. Uh-huh. And then I played Hella Rise. So I probably played about a thousand hours of Monster Hunter in total. That's fair. That's crazy. In terms of my favorite one, it's really hard to say. Obviously, I really like Rise, but at this point, Monster Hunter is kind of getting too easy for me, I guess, because I played so much of it. That's and fair. in Rise, you have so many techniques and wire bugs. And <clears> Rise is definitely the easiest of them. Yeah. Rise is a Zoomer's Monster Hunter game. So I, I feel like For You is probably the one I would say is, quote unquote, the best. If uh-huh. like such an objective statement exists. But my personal favorite is probably just Generations. You know, your first one is always uh-huh. yeah, that's fair. extra special. Mm-hmm. I love playing World. The World was my first, and then I played Rise. And I, and I, I've went back. I played some front or er, Freedom Unite because I legally obtained it because mm-hmm. I would never commit crimes. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, as I think I mentioned it in our in our Twitter DMs a little bit. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Frontier. So you've got me completely on Frontier. I've never played a second of Frontier. Yeah, most people haven't because, you know, it's like, one, it doesn't exist anymore, technically. All the servers are down. The only way to play it is with a private server and an English patch. Well, I mean, I guess the English patch isn't necessary, but... Um, it's I don't, pretty necessary. I don't, I don't speak Japanese, so it, it, things just pop up sometimes, and I'm like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. But yeah, it's, that was um, me playing through Double Cross. It plays like Freedom Unite. Or like portable PSP era Monster Hunter, um, but it has like stuff from three. I think it has stuff from four. Uh, it has a bunch of its own monsters, like um, you know, the fabled Espinas and Sunbreak mm. was a frontier monster originally. Yeah, no, we were pumping our fists and jumping up and down and hooting and hollering when they announced the the Espinas. Yeah, yep. um, the. Lavasioth and yeah, yeah. the Hibernaka trees were also Frontier Monsters. Oh, I think you mean the Volganos. But they were included. Yeah, the Volganos in, in Frontier. It's called the Volganos, the Lavasioth, mm-hmm. which I think is a better name. But I get why it's the Lavasioth, because it's a red Plesioth. Yeah. The, well, we, um, we had our own little fan theory there that mm-hmm. the main series guys were probably making the lava um, Plesioth, and they're like, wait, there's already one of these in Frontier. Let's just borrow their model. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it remember, is basically just a reskin of Plesioth. Yeah, but it's it's it, it's huge. It's fucking giant and, and uh, it's a fucking scary frontier. fucking monster in Frontier. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. Um, because fr- Frontier's monsters, in in terms of the like the scaling, they are really huge. But the Volcanoes is horrifying. just unreasonably large. You just spend most of your time wailing on its legs, like. I love hammer. I can't hit. I can't use hammer on, on against the the fucking Lavasioth in Frontier because I can't reach its head until you got that skill. Oh yeah, until you get the new move sets because it also has new move sets. The one you as you continue on. Yeah, you know the you crazy. know the styles from uh, sort of a mixture of Rise and Gen Generations. Okay, yeah. You know those styles and moves that you can use. Yeah. Um, Imagine like your whole moveset changes up instead when you change styles. That's how Frontier okay. did stuff. Because I haven't 
played Frontier, but I've watched a little, and it looks just bonkers. It looked like oh, yeah, it is. It's fucking insane. But we're only we're only HR five, and our uh, our defense is like seven hundred, a, tri- a trillion million, like seven hundred, yeah, eight hundred. Yeah, it's monsters that. have one shots. Like every monster has like a one shot move. If you just like are standing in the wrong spot, you just die instantly. Mm. It's it's yeah. insane. It's a lot of fun, but it's like it's a lot. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's batshit insane. Is the best way to we haven't it. even but unlocked the new weapons before HR six. Well, before G rank, the monsters are still fairly well in line with the mainline series of monster designs, and actually. I would be really excited to see all of them come over. There's some oh, yeah. incredible monster designs from Frontier. I think the since, Beru since, Shorusu is since a Frontier, really fun monster. Since Frontier is like gone, like it's like you know the servers are closed. It's no longer officially supported. I would love to see um, the next mainline Monster Hunter game, not to be like a remake of Frontier, but like kind of like a reimagining of Frontier. To like get, mm-hmm. bring it bring it into a modern light for audiences who've never played it because I think it is it is so cool. Some of the monster designs are just like, what if this monster but different? But some of them are just like so cool. Like there's a there's a Rayjang that's like a big lava demon named the Voljang, and he's a huge motherfucker. Yeah, it's the other thing is there's a whole element called magnetic. The monsters that have magnetism are just the coolest fucking monsters on the planet. They are so amazing to look at, even in like fucking crusty ass 480p textures that they had back in the day. They look amazing. Oh my goodness, they look amazing. And uh, go ahead, Sergio. What were you gonna say? Um. Well, yeah. Since you brought that, I was I was gonna talk about the the go the Gogarf. Uh, which is a, uh, there's a it, it's it's a it's a twin set of monkeys. One's red, one's blue. It's it's canonical that one of them has all the recessive genes and one of them has all the dominant genes. But one's <laughs> negative and one's positively charged, and they do like tag team wrestling moves against you. They do fucking luchador bombadors on you, and it does all That's your crazy. health. They're insane. I can't tell if that was a joke or if they are genuinely like Metal Gear monkeys. They, no, they, they are metal gear monsters. You you can okay, check the MH wiki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the issue well, that's one of the big issues with the game is the, because you know no English speakers really have played the game. There's very limited information on the Monster Hunter like wiki um about frontier stuff. Not to mention, I'm not entirely convinced that the Monster Hunter wiki is ran by somebody who speaks English as a first language because some of the stuff that's on that wiki just doesn't make sense. Yeah, we run into that sometimes doing the podcast. Like, every episode we start with reading out the monster description. Mm-hmm. And because Andy is too lazy to open up his game and get it, he always gets it from the wiki. <laughs> and it is just chock full of typos and nonsense. Yeah. I love the trivia section. We'll be trying to get some trivia, and we're like, I, is this from the game, or is this just someone's bad fanfic? Yeah, no, some of the trivia is just like, this monster is like this thing. Yeah. My favorite is um the related monsters. It's total bullshit. It's yeah, the related monsters make no end. sense. Mm-hmm. There is some stuff in some of the the art books and stuff that does show you like family trees and the evolution of monsters. Mm-hmm. So it's not hundred percent pulled out of their ass. Speaking but it's of like cracked 80% ass, pulled out of their ass. Y- yeah, probably like eighty percent. Speaking of cracked ass things from a monster hunter wiki, 
Mm. We read the Fan and Monster Hunter wiki not too long ago. It was, pretty long. it was pretty long ago. We it found like something from ago. it that we need to share with you. We mentioned it Jacob, before the that podcast. Was that. This was this year. That was no, this wasn't. year, Jacob. Oh, no, it wasn't. Don't that do was that to me. less than six months ago. That was like, what, 2019? I'm going to beat you with a tire iron. All right. So there's this thing that somebody posted. It's a game mechanic suggestion okay. that he would like to see in a Monster Hunter game. It's called Born Skills. Now, in this I, person's... I have one question. Is yes, this spelled yes. like born as in emerging from your mother or born as in Jason born? Uh, born as in from the womb. Okay. Yeah. Slightly less insane. <clears throat> the idea of it be crazy. Wait, wouldn't it be crazy mm-hmm. if it was Jason Bourne, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're introducing a weapon. It's a rolled up magazine. You're just listening to your Monster Hunter cutscene. They're talking about this giant elder dragon, and then suddenly the camera cuts to a dark <laughs> figure standing <laughs> in the background. And you hear the Admiral scream, Jesus Christ! That's Jason Bourne! It's it's Matt Damon in, in Monster Hunter, and he's got like a Glock. And he just like <laughs> he just like sh- shoots Kushala Dora, and he's like, "I got it." But every time you press a button, the camera angle changes. Oh, that'd be lovely. Anyway, so tell me about these born skills. Uh, in in this man's own descriptions, or this woman's own descriptions, or this person's own description of the born skills. <clears throat> The idea originated from Sethio and will be used in Monster Hunter Project Gigas. Basically, it is a secret amount of skill points given to a player while the character is being created at the start of the game. There are 16 skills that can be found in creating the character, and these skills are invisible to the player until that player does certain quests called the Trials. And after completing those trials, the user is then able to see the hidden skills made from character creation. So already... Also read the other notes. I just want to hear... Because they're... No, no, no. no. I, I want to hear his thoughts on just that so far. That sounds extremely frustrating to deal with. Oh, boy. You're gonna love this one. The first note about it is, upon creating a character, certain letters... In the character's name will raise or lower the chance of getting certain skills. The appearance of the character will also influence the skills available and the level of the skills. That's like in the original Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, <laughs> making your name shorter helps you speedrun because of the text generator. And the yes. letters in your name determine what missing though you can get on Cinnabar Island. Yes, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I actually didn't know that part with the missing no. That's interesting. It's because, so you know the missing no trick where you talk to the old man and then go to the island? Yeah. While you're talking to the old man, because it has to say old man through a Pokeball, it hides your name in the Pokemon data. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. God, I've been carrying uh. that knowledge around for like 20 years waiting to use it. I feel Good. smarter now. The, so <laughs> this whole born skills thing, it sounds like the only reason it, it they definitely would sounds this like that is if they were going to charge you to make new characters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is I some know. Shit that's the funniest part. Free to play game would do. It's like, oh, you got shitty skills. Oh well, you better pay five dollars to get a new character creation. 
uh, using numbers in a character name will set the max skill points to one. It's because <laughs> they don't want people making uh, random ass names with numbers in them to get specific skills. Oh, and uh, which character slot you choose, save slot one, two, or three, that also determines which skills you acquire. Imagine it just being like, oh, sorry, I there's an A in Matt and I's name. So we, we both got earplugs because if you have an A in the second letter of your name, you get a, you get maxed out earplugs. Sorry, Sergio. Yeah, Sergio you don't, had you don't e, have an so A gets, in your name. He gets eating. Yeah, he gets he gets free meal. The biggest problem with this is that a day after release, the perfect meta character would be revealed online. Yes. Yeah, people would just you, you'd about be going it. online and you play instantly. You know when you play Mario Kart and you just get Wario on that caterpillar? Like eight <laughs> times in every race. Oh, you'd just have Kong. you'd have whole teams of just Glufflerp and he's in splot two and he looks like some abomination. And everyone will be playing as this same freak. It's like, oh yeah, my my, my 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 hunter is named Garfalap. He's got a <laughs> he's got face three and hair seventeen, and the color of his hair is pink. That gives him defense and attack up seven, earplug three, and elemental boost two. And it's, it's like, just, oh sorry, so my cool. uh, it's like it's like, like oh Shrek. I'm. I'm I'm Gingle Starp, and I have everything you just said. Only my elemental boost is actually four. Your character's worse than mine, kid. I think yeah, my favorite. I go ahead. It's it's not also like these are just like he has weakness exploit plus three as a thing that you could potentially just have like from the beginning <laughs> of the game. You could never get rid of it. Also, to be like a super dog for a second. Mm-hmm. That whole idea is completely against the philosophy of Monster Hunter, which is yes. where your character doesn't do anything and you have to earn gear to get stats. Uh-huh. That reminds me, I, th- 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 I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Frontier actually has character-specific bonuses. You gain some stat bonuses just for getting your character up to certain uh, ranks of Hunter. Is it just and, like a, a flat bonus that everyone gets the same, or are you like leveling up? Yes. Yeah, so if there's no level ups, there's no experience points, but if you do the same quest as somebody else, you get the same bonuses. Like there's like, this uh, set of, um, go ahead. Well, there's, there's, the there's a thing called like unlock- style rank, and you get like a style bonus, and it could be like plus 50 defense, or like plus 10 attack, plus 7 all resistances, but everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, in the main game, you like, you unlock better and better food. Yeah. So it's and basically you, just cutting out the middleman of having to go and eat lunch to get those stats. Yes, and of course in Rise you also get access to switch skills, and uh, in Generations True. you get access to the uh, the special moves. Yep. Which um are definitely not as well balanced as boring stat bonuses because Jesus Christ, some of those some of those skills are insane. Oh, well, one of the things that I mi- I, liter- I literally miss from Frontier is that there's a system <clears throat> called My Missions, which does a few things like uh, raise your damage ceiling because Frontier went on forever, so the so you have to upgrade your damage ceiling because you'll max out on damage. But the month like to progress in the game, you need to up the amount of damage that that, that you can do because the game caps you at a certain point. Uh, you can get up to ten percent damage reduction. There's another one, but one of the other one is faster status recovery. At max status recovery, you heal from poison in like three seconds, and I miss that so much because because in because in um 
like Frontier, my character just basically can't be poisoned. I get poisoned and then it's just over with. And then in um, mm-hmm. like in Rise, I get poisoned. I'm like, oh god, I gotta drink the potion. I miss just being able to heal it. Well, you can just use herbal medicine. Then you don't have to drink anything. Uh, yeah, herbal medicine or and a, you get what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But See, um, you young kids, you've got yep. the opposite Monster Hunter opinions to me and my pals, which is like. Oh, they're making everything too simple and efficient. I remember when it had to, everything used to be a pain in the ass. I should have to think, stop dead still and drink my potion and then do a pose. I think there's like a a middle ground that I enjoy because like I love old games. I just like grew up playing old games because that's like my, I would just watch my dad play like Morrowind on the PC and I'd. Like... <laughs> Oh, I like old games like Morrowind. Hey, okay, I you listen. Were say like Atari Twenty Six. That game came out twenty years ago. Morrowind yeah. twenty ago. Year... Morrowind <laughs> came out when you were fucking ten years old. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's still not what I think of when you say old games. Okay. It's old us. <laughs> I know. I know. You were you were young enough that you would have <sighs> also been able to watch your dad play Morrowind on his computer. So I don't want to hear. I watched my it. dad play Doom. Like I didn't Maggie watch Maggie my, my dad. My dad hates first Raven shooters. <laughs> X-wing versus Tie Fighter. But yeah, like, like, <laughs> see, now I'm gonna say like, oh yeah, I used to play a lot of PS2 growing up, and you're gonna be like, that's not old games. It was PS2 old for me. Now, the PS2 is 22 years old. That's that's old enough. I I yeah. definitely think that there's a lot of charm with the older monsters. I think that's what Jacob's gonna get to. Is there's uh, there's yeah. a very specific yeah. charm mm. to them. That's yeah. definitely I, I, lost in the new games. There's, there's I, 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 I would like to say before before you say what you're gonna say, Sergio. I would like to say that the PlayStation Two is older now than the NES was when the PS2 came out. So I think it's completely reasonable to say that it is that it is an old console. Yeah, I guess I'm just not used so- to talking to people who would say old and mean that. <laughs> yeah that that's see that's fair but we're just like i'm not saying you're wrong we're, just, we're just, google, we're just google babies yep <laughs> we're zoomers go ahead sergio so what i was gonna say because i you know i started with monster Hunter 3 try on the wii so i i'm i'm familiar with how monster hunter used to be and it because like when i was playing frontier like the the old like you know i quickly got used to the kind of like um stiff like attacks and like the we would call it flex to heal or whatever mm-hmm. but like after playing like like nearly like a hundred hours of front because i would go ham on frontier like just at night just grinding up all my uh, yeah. armor because like once you hit hr5 it's just like you just gotta you just gotta grind your armors and weapons and then it gets really fun so that's what i did but like the minute i stopped playing frontier booted up sunbreak being able to just you know, throw a potion back and walk around. I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I just like, I just started taking everything to great. Like, I was like, oh my God, the monsters like move around. Like, like their bodies aren't just like static, like objects. They actually look like real things. Like I was just like gushing to Matt, like the Velocipraise scales realistically glisten like scales do. And they aren't just like, <laughs> <laughs> flat object. I can, I can I, if I'm in the middle of a combo, I can turn my 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 hunter slightly right if the monster moves, so I'm not just fucked. 
Oh, the the fact that all your all your attack animations fluidly flow into each other is such a great addition, rather than like um, Frontier, where everything just like stops after the animation and goes into another one. Or there's no there's no mm-hmm. monster stamina in Frontier. Monsters just go ham all the time on you with with no never like. To to my knowledge, monster stamina is a monster in a four edition. So that's yep. that's why. <clears throat> I think it's four. It might be four ultimate specifically. It, it's, it's it's either four or four ultimate, but it's definitely at that generation. Um, I think you said the oldest you've played is Luke is a uh, three Monster Hunter try. Yeah, that's right. Three three ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Just I, I, just I, to be I, clear. I, yeah. I remember try coming out, and my brother had a copy, but I didn't play it myself. I see. Okay. I remember the commercials and be seeing the classic controller, and I was like, I want that controller. So I can play Super Mario 64 because I bought it and I couldn't play it because I didn't have any controller to play it with on the Wii. Uh, I had a classic controller. I can't remember what I bought it for. I had it before Monster Hunter though. But um, no, the commercials I remember are those ones with that guy with the fake Scottish accent going around. Yeah, I remember that one too. Because yeah, my the Monster Hunter podcast I do, two of the hosts are Scottish. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! So they, they hate they feel, accents like that. <laughs> I was gonna say, do they feel validated by him, or do they hate him? <laughs> I think they have but, um, a certain begrudging respect for him. That's uh-huh. fair. Just for reference to the audience, um, Frontier is essentially analogous to some fucked up Frankenstein version of Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, Freedom, which is Monster Hunter yeah. Two, basically. Yeah. Think of like your favorite like PS2 RPG that was like 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 your favorite PS2 RPG that just continued to get patches and updates up to now, but still uh-huh. remained like in the original. It's still of, like, it's still it the original. It, it still really is just Monster Hunter Two. That's what Le- that's what um. League of Legends is in the modern day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just twelve year old game. You cast I, I, ability but, and you notice but, that the fucking skill shot arrow is the same fucking resolution it was 10 years ago yeah the only difference now is that champions just start with a combo that instantly kills you mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, i really want to try a frontier switch axe because it can like it has the counter from rise but it can also block in certain styles which uh-huh. is interesting yeah i think in in some fairness to comparing to the older monster in games we didn't play three or four at all sergio um, did sergio did Sergio did. I played the demo of four on the 3DS, but I was um, 12, I think. And I was a little ADHD rattled, like goo goo baby child. And I was like, I don't know how kill monsters. So I'm done with this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, uh, well, I also, pl- uh, me and Matt played uh, Gen Ultimate. We well. played Gen U quite a bit. I, I played a lot played more than Sergio did. Than I, did. Mm-hmm. I basically beat the game, but, um, Fucking Lao Shan Lung filtered me because there was nobody online to play it with. And uh yeah. Yeah. Not the fun you, fun in solo. The, mm-hmm. This is something I never confirmed. Does Lao Shan Lung in the American version of Gen Yu just have double the health he's supposed to have? Because uh, that seemed to be I mean, the case of what I was looking maybe. at. Okay. I could never get a defined answer on that. Some people were saying it on forums, but you know, it was the internet, so. Yeah. That sounds like something <laughs> someone would say on a forum to excuse the fact that they were not doing very well at it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a good. I think that that bringing up Gen U gives me a good analogy for Frontier. If a Frontier 
is like is like generations if generations did speedball before it came out okay that's a good analogy yeah no that was a, that was kind of the impression i'd always had of frontiers just have you yeah, seen the conference mad, over the top super fast crazy attacks monsters mm-hmm. have crazy attacks too yeah what were you gonna say sergio I was going to say, and also, Monsters and Frontier have shown in levels of power creep, because you have low rank, you have high rank, and then you have HR5, which is like, I would say it's analogous to Master Rank, but you even you aren't even at G rank. And then there's yeah. HR6, which are supremacy monsters, and then you get to G rank, and then there's more bullshit after that. But you unlock, like, the ultimate style for your weapon, so you just be, you also, like, the hammer gets, like, a level 5 charge. Yeah, and every and weapon gets the ability to sprint while it's out. Yeah, you get anime sprinting with the weapon. So you, like, one-hand the hammer and, like, drag it behind you. And then you do, like, a quadruple front flip to do, like, the level 5 slam. It's insane. But speaking of insane weapons in Frontier, I want to bring up... I don't know if you've ever seen any videos on the Tonfas in, in Frontier, but oh that God. is, like, the peak. Like, this is the most insane weapon i've ever seen in a monster Hunter i game. love the like, tonfas the, the tonfas are ridiculous okay what's the yep. tonfa the tonfa uh, is a blunt weapon version of the dual blades right uh-huh okay now imagine that the dual blades have the aerial mobility of the insect glaive i'm kind of picturing like daredevil's clubs that's pretty no yeah i mean tonfas you you grab and then they're like uh they're, 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 they're kind batons. of parallel the american ca- version, yeah not the british version. yeah they're like an american police baton you, you grab mm-hmm. like a grip and then they go like parallel with your hand they're okay, not like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'll link i'll link a video of the tonfas in this in the zencaster chat so you can see um it's like aerial mode i think that i think was it dual blades in generations that had aerial mode i don't know i i've never Everything played generations, aerial mode generations yeah well it's like if they took the aerial mode and made it into a to the most complicated overpowered well not not the most overpowered because there's another weapon that's more overpowered um but it, it's insane i posted a video just like watch the first like 30 seconds and watch this yeah, guy fly around like a, like a like a Dragon Ball Z protagonist with these giant sticks. Yeah, it's it's really visually insane to see. And that that weapon, the Tonfa, is the beginning of what people called frontier creep. Mm. I'm sure you're aware of people talking about it at some points in the Monster Hunter circles, but Frontier definitely has some insane power creep in the uh-huh. end game for it. Oh, that's yeah. that's just oh. absolutely the case. Also, I, mean, I just, just want to point out the Tonfa's adding to the same game, right? Mm-hmm. What's her deal? The Tonfas have a a, a a fucking Sentai finisher move where depending on where you like like do it, it'll do a bunch of damage and then there'll be a delayed explosion and you can cut the tail off with it. Yeah, I'm literally just watching this guy hover in the air like Yeah. The, the big thing the big thing with the Tonfas is not only do they do that, but they also have two stances. Um, where I think one one stance does blunt and the other stance can cut. I might be wrong about that, but at, at the least the like damage, um, like the damage numbers on each part are different for the stance. So like you can do one stance does more damage to the head 
but if you switch the other stance, it'll it'll do less damage to the head, but more to like the arms or the legs or whatever. Which is crazy that you can just do max damage to every part on a monster with one weapon. But it is still somehow not the most overpowered weapon in Frontier. Because um, I want to give Matt the ability to speak of uh, the weapon from Frontier that everyone talks about. Yes, if you think anything related to the Tonfas is ridiculous, I want you to now begin to imagine a new weapon, okay? Okay. <clears throat> I it, my mind. This weapon can do slashing and blunt. It switches between the two in different modes. Uh, this weapon has big attacks like the greatsword. Bigger attacks than the greatsword. One attack in particular that has the highest level of motion value that has ever been in any Monster Hunter game across the entire franchise. I posted a video. Three times over. Uh, this weapon also is more mobile than the Insect Glaive. It has a longer range than the Heavy Bowgun. It does more blunt than the Hammer. And it has more utility than the Hunting Horn. This is the Magnet Spike. And it is the most unabashedly, unapologetically fucking insane weapon Ever. If you thought Charge Blade in 4 was bad, this is a whole different ball game. I, that I also thing want to point just... out in regards... Oh, go ahead. Uh, in regards to Magnet Spike. So something that Frontier has that Rise... You know, Rise just had the follower quest. But in, uh, in Frontier, you could get these things called uh, Legendary Rastas, which were like basically super OP hunters with endgame gear that you can take two of them with. And you can get like cards from them. They'll buff you with like defense and demon powder. They're just really good. Poogies buff you too. Yeah. But there is not a Magnet Spike Legendary Rasta. Unless I missed it. There is not one. There's one for every weapon but the Magnet Spike one. The top, the top mm -hmm. Rasta is busted. Just watching her just like hop up aerial combo the monster is just really fun to watch. But they, I, I'm pretty sure they don't give you a magnet spike one because that would be more busted. It would just carry. Monster. It would just, it would just. You yeah. wouldn't have to hit the monster. It would kill the monster for you in like three minutes. Like if you're watching this this video that I posted, like this, this is like peak magnet spike gameplay. At the moment, they're just using it pretty. Um, Short range. I haven't seen them do anything ranged with it. Yeah. Yet. So the the ranged thing is when you put your spike on the monster, you have the ability to jump to it from anywhere in the area, and you have the ability to uh, jump okay. away from it whenever you want. It kind of looks like a Klingon Batleth. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. That 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 is one way to describe it. That is it's a way to such describe a crazy it. weapon. It like, is you see, you crazy. see all these iframes this guy gets, and like him fly across the stage and just like instantly hit this this Nargakuga, which I think is a a frontier exclusive variant. Is it the it silver is, wing? And it looks really cool. Nargakuga is my favorite monster. I, yeah, that's Narga, That's valid because Nargakuga is really cool. Blinking Nargakuga. Apparently, this one's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, there were some like insane subspecies. Yeah, there were some insane. I, I went, I went on a rant about the Nargakuga to Matt a few, like a few months ago at this point. But I, I, I want your input on this. 
I think Nargakuga is the monster where they realized that they needed to switch up the uh, the variations of monsters in Monster Hunter. Yeah, cause because it has, like, like invisible ones and a bunch of special no, stuff like that. I, I mean, like the early games, like like Gen One and Gen Two, like the variations of monsters are like, like oh, we have a we have a Rathalos that's blue, and we have the purple Hypnock, uh. Like stuff like that. Like that's just like this monster, but a different color, and they have a mm. different move set. I think the one that that broke it for them, that made them start introducing more unique ones and like Gen three onwards, is the Nargakuga. because they just were like, "What do we do?" This is like a you know, it's it's like a like a leopard. It's like a black cat creature, mm. and it's super. Uh, am I think I might be thinking of a panther, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's, it's like stealthy. Like I'm saying words, okay? I just. I say animal, and I just hope you know that I'm talking about the one that I'm talking about. It's, like, stealthy. It hunts at night. It's got these really cool, glowy eyes. What do, what, what do we do for a variation of it? And then the intern walks in with all the coffees, and they're like, they're like, uh, Gerald, throw out a color. And he's like, uh, blue. And they're like, no. Uh, purple. No. Uh, yellow. No. Fuck it, make it green. Make it green. Why? Why is it green? Why is it a green Nargakuga? What did that accomplish? Because it lives yeah, in the jungle is. and it's camouflaged. Yeah, it just It's is. already camouflaged. It's black. No, it's just green now. It's okay. We got moss on it. Nargakuga is already it's already first of all, it's like it's like Nickelodeon slime colored. Like it's not like deep green. It's like it's like snot green. It's got moss on it, you know. It's probably just the fact they wanted to use a monster, a color that they didn't already have. Like, yeah, yeah. And blue, I, I think, I think that's pink. definitely what it is, and I think that's why they switched like onwards to make them more unique. Because they're like, like it's a, it's a, it's a green Nargakuga. Like, I'm sorry, you can't tell me that the green Nargakuga is cool. <laughs> it's green. Anyways, that's enough of our frontier knowledge and things like that for right now. Unless Jacob and Sergio have anything specific to say about it. I, 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 do, I do have two monsters that I want to bring up in terms of dumb variants. Uh, Matt fought this with me. It's called the Deorex. It's an electric Tigrex. That's oh, yeah, that basically thing is all it is. It has the same It has the same moveset. And so like it, it I, just I'm going literally through is a Tigrex. Yeah, yeah, I, I went through, like, I was going through the HR5 by myself with my, my two legendary AI the OP badasses, and we fight the D-O-Rex, and we knock it, like, we knock, it spends the whole fight knocked over, we kill it in, like, three minutes, and I'm like, okay, you know, I've been upgrading my gear, I'm just overpowered at this point, I got these two AIs, then Matt fights it with me, because I'm like, let's fight the D-O-Rex, it's easy. And then I was just like, just hit it, just don't ever stop hitting the D-O-Rex, and it can't do anything. And I was right. Like I like it's just it's a pussy. Yeah, it's it's a very pathetic monster, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of monsters in that game that just rip your fucking soul apart. Oh my god, there's some ass. Uh, an, another one is the Garuba Daura, which is what yep. I call the man's the man's monster. Um, it, I call it, it, it is the, a golden the filter. It, it, it is it is a golden crystal variant of uh, the uh, Kushala Kushala yep, Daura. So it 
It has crystallization element for those who don't know. Uh, if you get crystallization element on you, you walk around like you have shit in your ass and you can't move, move that fast. And if nobody hits you with a sonic bomb or like kicks you, uh, you'll explode and take damage. And I'm not sure how much damage it does, but it one-shot me every time I got crystallized. So you can easily just mod in crystal res on your armor, which I, I recommend fighting the Guru Badaura. If you have crystal res, the fight becomes more bearable, but it also has an absolute one-shot. You have to... It, it has a one-shot move where you have to stand within the, um... Uh, like a circle around the monster, otherwise you just die instantaneously. It also has another, like, uh, AoE move that you need to be far away from. But if you get crystallized... That's the main focus, is, like, if you get crystallized and you can't move out of the way, you'll get hit by one of its AoE attacks, and it'll, uh, you'll, you'll die. Yeah, that'll just annihilate it, It's you. a... <clears throat> with, with Crystal Res, it's a great fight, but it is the fucking fil filter, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it was, um... The, the first time we fought it, our friend Nick, um, who is in our, our last Monster Hunter episode, for people listening, um, he was complaining a lot about the monster. And uh, Nick is kind of a complainer when it comes to games. Like, that's just like, like when things are hard in games, he complains about them. So I was like, okay, m m is it a hard monster or was he just like fighting it by himself? And it was like, you know, so, you know, single player monster hunter could kind of be, can, can kind of be difficult sometimes for people like me who is, who are bad. Um, so we get three of us. And we we load up the monster, and it attacks for the first time, and all three of us instantly cart. Yeah, because it starts the fight with the one shot. It le it it lurches forward and attacks, and then does the one shot. And of course, you're not gonna know about it, and then you just die instantly. Fun. Yeah, it was. We were like, oh, and then we did it again, and it happened again, and we were like, well. The hubris of man, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, I want to get so, your views on World. Because you actually played and were a fan of Monster Hunter before World. None of us were really major fans like you were before World. Well, Sergio was. Yours? Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, So, going back to like the first trailers of World... We were a bit like, the fuck is this? This isn't Monster Hunter. This looks like they're trying to make Uncharted or something. <laughs> and then <laughs> we started getting a bit more trailers where they showed like some actual, you know, cooking the meat and hanging out with cats and some wackier monsters. Like, okay, okay. It's got a bit more flavor to it than we were giving it credit for. Uh, and by the time we had the game in our hands, we kind of, like your first impression is, oh, this is the best Monster Hunter's ever been. It's so fluid. It looks so good. It's mm. got like everything that was missing. Um, and still, there are certain elements of world where I probably still think that. Just in terms of the... Like, once you're in a hunt and you're fighting the monster, I think world is the best it's ever felt. Um, but then I think everything around that, they fucked it up. Like, I think the maps are too complicated and it's annoying to get to the monster. Um, I think the quest structure is really annoying if you're trying to play with your friends. Um, That's I think fair. There, there weren't enough just like, here's a list of quests to tick off. It's all like, oh, you want to do weird expedition-y stuff. It just wasn't as satisfying for us. Uh-huh. Um, 
So like, yeah, there's elements of world we really like, but that it, it didn't quite have like what we as people who'd already put hundreds of hours into Monster Hunter, what we wanted. It's why we I don't I never put anywhere near as many hours into World as I have the other ones. Part of that is the fact that there's no handheld version that I can play on the train and stuff. That's fair. Well, well, there's now technically speaking. If we want to, if we want to get technical, you could I get mean, a Steam I Deck. I put myself on a list to maybe get a handheld to play it on next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Allegedly. is true. Um, I am buying one of them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I plan on getting a Steam Deck. Um, whenever they get to me. Hopefully, I already don't play the games I own. So, if it's within the next like month, I'm just like not getting the Steam Deck because I've got so much shit to spend money on. I'm not spending money on a Steam Deck if it comes to me in like the next month. But it says anywhere from July to September, so I'm hoping it's closer to September because that would be lovely. Mm -hmm. I assume you, uh, you and your friends. Oh my god, that's two months for now. Okay, I don't know what day it is. (laughs) Okay. I assume you and your friends were pretty happy that they had switched over from re-releasing games to DLC instead. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's a big improvement. Yeah. Uh, well, th- the thing is, for us in for like the West, mostly we didn't get the first versions. Like we jump. Oh, actually. Well, three like, onwards. For you, did. yeah, we did get tried, but then by the time three ultimate came out, it felt pretty different. So that one didn't bother us so much. And then uh-huh. four ultimate, we never got four. I guess we That's did get true. generations. That's true. But yeah, I, obviously, it's nice not to have to rebuy the game. Mm-hmm. So my question is: Did did Iceborne alleviate any of your issues with the world? I feel like a lot more people enjoyed Iceborne post like post Iceborne world than pre Iceborne world. Um, I kind of it did, but then also. I only played Iceborne like in the run up to Rise, so it's not like I had a lot of time to sit with it and play the post game. That's fair, mm, but as I, I understand it, yeah, it did have a lot more going on like once you finished it compared to Standard World. Yeah, Standard World suffered a lot from post release updates where they just kept adding stuff and over and over and over again, and it was interesting Ooh. parcel by Iceborne parcel. Iceborne also kind of had that issue. But Iceborne actually had like the guiding lands and other shit for you to just grind out post game if you really want. That's wanted. true. I well, won't say the guiding lands was an great. Issue with having a bunch of extra content, that never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't say the guiding lands were great, but like they were there if you really wanted to just have a shit ton of content to do where you just run around and kill stuff. Mm. Um, so, so where where does Rise sit in your uh, in in your chart? Mm-hmm. I don't know how far you are into Sunbreak, so I, I obviously you don't I'm have to give I'm actually not opinion. that far into Sunbreak yet. Yeah, we're um, not either, so we don't I have just, to give our opinions on it. <laughs> just killed a Cenotaur yesterday. Plus, we've oh, got, okay. I've got a whole other podcast for sharing my Rise opinions. That's so. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't want to step on my own toes. That's I, true. With Rise, it's kind of... All the stuff World got wrong, I kind of feel like Rise fixed. But then the actual hunts when you're fighting the monster... I just feel like Rise took it too far. Rise and is too streamlined. Well, it's it's too streamlined, and I'm just I feel too overpowered. One thing that bothers me about Rise, I've ex- I've talked about this with Matt and Sergio quite a bit. Well, at least Matt a lot because I love complaining to Matt because he always listens to me and he never gives me alternatives, which makes me feel better. Um, the the map in Rise, like the mini map, I hate mm. it. 
Yeah, I. It, it makes so, it, it was so, so good in world. It makes it so easy. Like I like the tracking, like the tracking bugs in in world. I because you know I'm biased because world was my first like big Monster Hunter game that I actually played. But like the thing I liked about world is you had to like you spawn in and you have to like. Like, obviously, you can have the monster memorized, but but it felt cool to, like, be like, oh, I found tracks of the monster, and now I can, like, run. It'll show me which direction to go to find more tracks, and then you like, I- you finally find it. But, like, Rise, I load into a hunt, and I, I it's like, oh, I've never fought this monster before. I look at my map. I see, like, Arzaros Kuluyaku. And, like, and, and a question mark, and the question mark's in Area 7. And so I'm like, oh... I guess I'm just going to walk to area seven and fight the monster. Like there's no like looking. It's just like, you don't search for the monster. You don't like, you just kind of walk to it. You get on the Palamute, you run to it in 30 seconds and then you fight the monster and you kill in time. So I think I'd like it because again, I do play rise as kind of a handheld game that doesn't bother me too much. Mm -hmm. I think what I'd like is if I had to find it world style the first time and then it was on my map. But it does mm-hmm. feel kind of crappy that the first time I had the monster, I already know exactly where it is. What I really I'm liked about World that. was right around the time I was getting really tired of having to track shit, I would I had leveled up my tracking for these monsters so much that I just instantly saw them on the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I think needed some refining from World was how that you leveled up the tracking stuff. But that was a great mechanic. And it amazed me when I went to Generations that that tracking mechanic literally had never even been attempted. There was no mm-hmm. tracking at all in the previous games. You could I think get, it, like, psychic. Yeah, you find just, it and throw a paintball. That's it. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's great for, for making the world feel lived in. Like, like you stumble upon tracks of the monster and you can like, you know, like a, like a hunter, you, you use the tracks to track them. You know, it's more video gamey, obviously, because it's a video game, but like you, you search the tracks and you find the monster and like, if it, it, it's like an actual game of cat and mouse, like run, like to find the monster. It's not just like Papa, Papa psycho there. What's, what's the drink? Psycho serum. Also. I almost said psycho psychosis serum, but that would that would not do that. Uh, you you pop a psycho serum and it flashes on your map, and you run over there, you paintball it. Like mm-hmm. I think I, I think if it if you combine the world tracking and the paintball, I think that would be my favorite kind of hunting a monster they could put in. Like to initially find it, you you track it with the world stuff, and then while you're fighting it, if it runs away, you can't find it unless you paintball it. I think that would be really cool. I would just want the world system, but it's a little bit quicker to stop making you track it. Like the first one or two hunts, you track it, and then you just have it on your map. Yeah, that's that's fair. But I think the one thing thing world definitely did very well is just really make you feel like you're in a a real place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the level design in the world was I the love chart. the levels. The levels in World make me so. I can still like, remember how I would traverse every level in World. I can't. I can't think of that for Rise. In see, Rise, yeah, you just go in a straight line. With World, I love how they felt in those terms, but I found them really irritating to explore as video game levels. That's fair. I think the. I think having the sub camps definitely alleviates a lot of it. Yes. Um. But like, like you don't. I I don't think teleporting to the to the 
the sub camps and rise is worth it because you can just get to the monster from the Palamute as quickly as it would take for you to choose the camp you teleport to wait for the loading screen to bring you there and then to go find the monster because the Palamute is just, it's, it's just the drift King. It's insane. No dog should be able to drift to that level and give you that much speed. I've got to say, I disagree. I think every dog should be able to drift and give you that I, much speed. I think the Palamute space. was a great addition. I think I love the Palamute. Have, I think they should tone it back for the next game, but definitely bring it back. I think the Palamute is actually fine. The problem is being able to jump so high off of it with the wire bugs. I think if you take mm -hmm. away the wire bugs, the Palamute is actually completely fine. Because I'm thinking, if I had a Palamute in world, I think those levels would have been great to explore. Yeah. I think that's I also fair. just didn't spend enough time in the world the world levels mm -hmm. to like yeah, the world levels really, really need you to put the time in to sort of learn them. See, I I both, a... like, the first time I played it, I was rushing through it because I had to leave the country in three days. That's and the second fair. time I played it, I was rushing through it to catch up for the podcast. Right. So I never really had enough time with world. So I, I know oh. I'm, I am unfair in how I judge it. I put 120 hours in the world. I probably, I would say 100 of those were in, in the base game. I didn't play a lot of, a lot of Iceborne because I got it after everybody else and everyone was kind of like, done with it by the time i got in there because yeah. you know of course they were typical uh, let's but, see i put in 210 um, hours on world yeah jesus christ i've got 130 <laughs> I, I also i also didn't finish iceborne because everybody finished it and then wouldn't play it with me once i actually got mm -hmm. into it so i probably only got to like master rank like two or three i i do want to mm -hmm. go back and finish it at some point because i would love they to replay just world as a whole my favorite elder dragon, Alatrian, and I didn't get to fight him. Yep. Uh, I think what I'm what really amazes me about World, I I've, I've got to know. You must know about the the sales numbers for World and how fucking insane. Yeah, it's Capcom's they are. best selling game by by double the second place, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. By more than double, only considering World as base, not not Iceborne. Mm-hmm. If you I, count yeah, Iceborne. If you count if you count Iceborne, Iceborne in with world sales, Monster Hunter World Iceborne sold more than Monster Hunter 3 and its remaster and 4 and its remaster and Generations and Generations Ultimate combined. I think it's every other game combined. No, it's not every Rise. other game combined. It's not every other game combined, but it is an insane amount of sales that happened with World. So the fact that world's design philosophies tend to be prevailing over older games makes perfect sense to me because I don't know if you could convince an executive to not do that without putting a gun to his head just because of how well world sold. I mean, world broke the fucking landscape with how many people played it. It's like it for, for when it came out, it was one of the top 10 most played games of all time. That's how many people were playing it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's also, I spent all those years living in the West as Monster Hunter fan when Monster Hunter was this weird Japanese thing. And then mm -hmm. right as I moved to Japan, it broke the West. Yes, and it didn't just break the West. It fucking cracked its head over its knee. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, I want to point out something about World because this went to its Steam page. So you know, like all those like little like bullshit DLCs. The little bullshit DLCs for World have 
collected an, up enough so that all of the the DLC for Monster Hunter World is five hundred and forty dollars. Oh my god, yeah, that's it's like the so Sims. much. It's insane. That's I the don't biggest like crime that they did of Monster that. Hunter World is that because with Rise as well, they try and sell you a lot of stuff that you used to be able to unlock. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I I, I don't mind the little bullshit DLCs because it's just like I, I like like if you want like one or because realistically, if you want like one or two of them, it's like all right, it's three bucks. But yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you're you, never gonna want yeah. to buy like all of these like room decors and extra hairstyles and whatnot. Yeah, you can buy twenty times as many as you could actually use, so you wouldn't do that. Yeah, like you buy like one hairstyle and like maybe like one armor, like like. Yeah, I mean you're definitely arm, not gonna buy cosmetic. all of them. I mean, fuck, there's fucking sticker sets. Who's buying that? Who would? I'm do sure that? somebody. I'm sure statistically speaking, somebody's bought all the DLC for Monster Hunter World. Like one person, like like Jimmy Jimmy Rathalos from like from Utah Capcom. Carl Capcom from Utah was like, oh man, I gotta support the game I like. Yep. I mean, in some fairness, there's also bundles for like a bunch of hair. So like you get 14 different items. You buy it for $10 instead of $20. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it gets cheaper if you, if you pick them up in the bundles. It's like, just you know, so, what, you know what I want. So you know much. what I want the sticker what? set Mega Man set, so I nice. can have we- Doctor Wily crying as my sticker in Monster Hunter World. Weirdly enough, though, on the Steam page, it doesn't automatically link you to the DLC bundles. You have to click on the individual DLC bundles to see <laughs> like, the, so like, like if you like, like, like if you yeah. want to like find like the sticker bundle, you have to click on the sticker bundle. That might be some deceptive. There are DLC so, practices. so many Iceborne ones. So many like Iceborne DLC, quote unquote. Like, like there's like yeah. there's a decent chunk that are just Monster Hunter World. Like there's like thirty, but then you like get the like two thirds of these DLC are like Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, Hairstyle, Glub Shido. Uh, Rise is up to $348 worth of cosmetic DLC. Oh Oh my god. God. That also includes things like the the character edit vouchers, like all of the extra content, Mm quote-unquote. But yeah, I think um, as a sort of soft fan turned really strong fan... I really appreciate what World managed to accomplish for the whole franchise. I think the whole thing with them investing hard into a story and characters is really funny because I'm trying to think, I don't think a single character has a name in World Beyond Their Titles, like Handler, Admiral, Fiverr. They just are named after their like role in the the hunting community. Like it's the Admiral and the Veteran Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, and the grand technically Zelda. a lot of them do have names, but you just it you have they to just really never never speak them. about them. I think yeah. th- I've talked a lot. Our friend Nick is really into the idea of like monster hunter lore and all the shit based on like Fatalis being coated in the skin of dead humans and shit like that. Um, e? I think there is a really genuinely great narrative to be told in the Monster Hunter world. 
no pun intended. I think there is. I think Rise had a decent narrative. I think Rise had an okay narrative. It's definitely more of a narrative than World. Um, Sunbreak seems to have a much stronger narrative to me. I think Sunbreak has the most conscionable, not conscionable, consumable narrative. It's just the people have names. The named characters do things. The named characters are involved in cutscenes the way real human beings are in a consistent piece by piece way every time you go up a rank. Um I don't know. I think there's I think there's good stories to be told. Certainly Monster Hunter stories has told some good uh good parts of its story. Nick Nick really enjoyed Monster Hunter stories too. Um what do you think about story in, in in the Monster Hunter games? Do you think they should go back just full stop to the old games where people tell you, oh my god, this monster's gonna kill us all, you gotta kill it first, and then there's just like almost no cutscenes except for introductions of monsters, or are you interested in seeing where they go from here? Well, so I have a podcast where we bang on about the lore of every monster, so mm-hmm. I am interested in seeing some story. Um, I don't, Obviously, I don't want it to become a full, you know, single-player story-story game. You don't want Hideo Kojima uh, to take over. No. I do. <laughs> part of what I like about Monster Hunter is that there is a lot of story, but it's under the surface, and you have to go looking for it if you want it. Uh, but yeah, I think World and Rise had about the right balance for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want some character, and I want a little bit of lore, but I don't need to know the exact details of, like, the ancient civilization that built these ruins and blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. just need enough to get me invested. And to make right. the monsters seem extra cool, and it made it probably won't come as a surprise to you to say that I particularly loved Rise because of the whole like Japanese village aesthetic. Oh yes, the monsters in Rise that like the some some of the monsters exclusive to Rise are yeah, yeah, all like, based on yokai and stuff like that. So some of them are so so like like I don't think you're we're ever gonna meet anybody who looks at the Ignosum and is like wow. I, I love, love the great Ragi. Like the Ignosum, like is cool, I guess, but it's it's no, just he's like not. An um- <laughs> he's got like an umbrella head, like that's, that's Don't dumb. bullshit me. No, it's I like going great jaggy stands rise up. Head. I'm I'm so <laughs> fucking tired of the different raptor flavors. I hate it. Pick two and leave the rest out of the that's game. You don't rise. need like four they of did them. that in rise. I wish they brought back the Grand Genigris. Green rise, but um, you. you you want to hate the Raptors, go back and play like Generations when they were basically the same character model. Yeah, there's like seven well, yeah, Raptors. <laughs> that, that's how it was <laughs> in Frontier, because you got like the Gypseros and the Baggy and the whatever, Velocidrome. Yeah, like like for for every like kind of like okay monster in, in, in Rise, like there's some, like the Tetranodon, I love the, the, the Tetranodon. The it's just big sumo wrestler turtle. I like. I love that. He makes me so happy. The Tetranodon is one fine. of my favorite monsters to beat the shit out of. Tetranodon's great. He reminds. Do you do you remember? I don't know. You might not have done it. There's an event quest in World called the oh, Greatest, greatest Jagras. Yeah, I, I love the Greatest Jagras. It's so funny. And that's what the Tetranodon makes me think of. Just the just the greatest Jagras, but like even greater. And like the Magnamalo, like I don't know how you feel about the Magnamalo. But the Magnamalo is so cool. 
He's sick. He has the best turf wars because he just goes DBZ with the, the other monsters. Yeah. I love seeing him just pull a live one out of the sky like a meteor. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's kind of it's kind of silly that he's just, like, purple flame cat. But, like, I can ignore a purple flame cat because purple flame cat is really fucking cool. Yeah. You know what Night I just realized that I've been missing about Sunbreak? What? Hmm? Well, well like, 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 we were, like, doing, like, high, the, 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 the main, like, strat of the map was going and getting the Ray Jang and using him to beat up the other monsters, uh-huh. but the, he hasn't shown up yet. And I've, I've, I've That's one that. thing. That's one thing I don't like about Rise. They made the Ray Jang a pussy. The Ray Jang in Iceborne is so cool. He's well, like he's he's like the end all be all of like monster that will beat your beat your ass until well, it's a tenderized noting, steak. Worth noting, Rajang and Iceborne is literally the most cracked ass that monkey has ever been in any game besides Frontier. Yeah, good. He does. He's so cool. He deserves it. I mean, we haven't fought G rank Rajang in Rise. In yeah, Rise no, that's true. Have a bit. I know they brought There was a bug with Rajang that I find very funny. The bug was Rajang just basically wouldn't stop raging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which explains the a lot because I remember I remember fighting it in Rise and I'm like, is this the Furious Rajang? It literally <laughs> it I get it out his, of rage, it gets back up, and he just fucking right over again. His, his arms just stay red the whole fight. There's no point where his arms are not red. Mm-hmm. But it looked like, from the from the looks of it, it's, his rage could stack while he was raged, which was a major bug. So, That's so funny. Unlike with most monsters where it would stop raging and then it could start to build up rage points, he would just already be fully erect from his previous erection. But, um, I think Sunbreak in general has been very enjoyable. Again, we can't, uh-huh. we're not done with it yet, so we can't share our thoughts. Um, they made, they made the Sienatar and the Hermitar cool, and I'm really happy about that. Cause oh, I, yeah, always I really thought, like I always liked, them. I liked Crab Monster, like, already, because Crab Monster is cool. But, like, oh my god, the, the Sienatar and the Hermitar are, are dope in Sunbreak. Yeah, they are. Um, I I must say, just as a personal note, as a hunting horn main, Sunbreak made me actually enjoy the Rise uh, hunting horn again. The little changes that they made helped a lot, and the fucking skill that they give you in Sunbreak, the switch skill, oh my god, it's so overpowered. Oh, it's so deliciously overpowered for the hunting horn. It is game-breakingly strong with exhaust and stun. Actually, it just occurred to me. Luke, what do you what what weapon do you main? What's your favorite? Yeah, I, I try and play a different one in every game. So, in, what's your current? Yeah, in Rise, I've been Charge Blade. Oh, nice. I'm in a culture. Yeah, I love that the counter and then straight into just unloading on the monster. I think the Charge Blade. I know they. I know they reworked it a lot for Sunbreak. Um, so I haven't really fucked around with it very much. I've been using Hammer a lot just because you know Bonk. But the, the charge blade in base rise for me was kind of it felt off compared to the one in world. And apparently, like the timings of all the like 
the stuff to charge your weapons were 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 different in Rise than in World, which makes sense. But like, luckily, I never touched it in World, so I had no yeah. Problem. I loved using I I basically like tortured myself into enjoying the charge blade in World because it was my first ever Monster Hunter game, and it was the first weapon I ever picked, and I just didn't know how to use it. And I was like, Matt, how do I use this weapon? And he was like, I don't know. So I just like tortured myself for like an hour and a half, learned how to use the weapon. And then I was like, wait, wait, this weapon's fucking awesome. Wait, this weapon's super cool. And it's just, just hitting the super amped element discharge on a monster and doing like 2000 damage is just like, mm, big number. It is very nice to see the big numbers. And I know the, the the they had to rework like the hitbox of the element discharges for sun for sunbreak because they were kind of wonky and rise. But like, I hope that if I if I decide I'm going to go back to the charge blade and rise, I hope that the charge blade feels the way it did in world. Because if it did, I would be so so happy. We'll see. Like I. I will probably never go back to Charge Blade in the next game because I always change. But that's fair. It's been fun. Do you uh, think they should add more weapons? Like, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing it, but if they do add another weapon, I want it to, you know, make sense. I don't want a giant magnetic cling on that left foot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, no, bring back if the they bring in, the I'm sure, I'm sure there's room for if they bring weapon. in the magnet spike. I think they will have to do a complete paradigm shift of its design i think it can't stay the same way that it is right now um i, I think, think it'd be cool to just make a new weapon though maybe i don't know i feel like you could still keep it generally the same just have it be sort of the blunt version of the insect glaive i think that makes much more uh-huh. sense to me um i think yeah I feel- on yeah pretty much on the same line of like more blunt um i think tonfas would be cool to bring back uh, not the way they are, obviously, because holy shit, that's insane. But like tonfas that are just like dual blades, but blunt, like that guys, kind of thing. Oh no, uh, we're we're all good. We're all good. Yeah, we're yeah, all I th- good. I think I think my headphones just decided to not play sound for a second because maybe yeah, like that. If it uh, if there's any issues with the recording, the uh, Zencaster de- makes sure to let us know. So we should be good. But I-, I think it'd be interesting, like on the on the like the blunt side, like. Tonfas rework them to be less like hunter on cocaine and more just like like make them a blunt version the of the ins- dual blades essentially. Yeah, the insect glaive dual blade combo is kind of like like mixture but blunt is like a cool concept. Um I want fist weapons. I've said it before. Give us big like ball hands and just let us punch monsters. That would be so funny. I think that would be incredibly funny. Imagine punching a Rathian to death. That would be so fire. Combine the Magnus Mike and the Tonfos to make like the Falcon Punch in the in, in Monster Hunter 6. Monster Hunter Frontier uh like final chapter prologue for my, my dream Monster Hunter 6, which is just a remake of Frontier, but in in the RE engine, because the RE engine is so cool. Makes pretty games. What about yeah, a um, something I, like the Cestus from Dark Souls? Just some knuckle dusters. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I would um. This is, this is 
Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Serge? This is probably the what I'm thinking of is the insect glaive because I've I've li- I've literally almost never seen the insect glaive. Like I know my friend Michael uses it, but like my brain must have blocked out his character model using it. But like I'm Alex thinking also like yeah, that I when definitely played, remember when he played. Baseball. But like basically like a like like a like a very mobile like spear that you could use, which I'm guessing is just the insect glaive. But that's just what that's came just, to my that's mind. That's just a lance. Yeah, but like not like the like like the because like the lance is heavy because you got the shield and you got like the big like looks looks like the like the the jousting lance. I mean like a like a thinner like spear that you could like vault o- vault using and just being like very like agile with it. Okay, how about this? How about this? Everybody starting with Luke, everybody pitch a new weapon type that you okay. would want to see. Hmm. I want. Okay, nunchucks. Nunchucks. That'd be cool. So basically, similar to the um, the what were they called? Tongas. The tonfa. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a blunt dual blade, but with all the mad spinning kung fu that comes with nunchucks. Oh yeah. No, that, no, I can agree with that. Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. pitch one. Uh, this is one I've been thinking about for a long time, actually. Uh, a sharp version of the hunting horn called the flute. It's a little sword, and the sheath is a flute. So when you take out the sword and you start stabbing the bitch, then you pull up your sheath and you play a song on the flute. Hey, Matt. Yes. Um, speaking of weapon ideas... Uh, wasn't there one on the Fanon wiki that we thought was a good idea? Like, somebody came up with, like, Monster Hunter World, like, s- Supremacy or something like that, and he had a pretty oh, cool weapon yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Damn it. Um, I'll, I'll look it. for that. I'll look for that. You guys keep talking. Um, okay. I will Monster Hunter World I'll... Cataclysm. That's what it was called. I will say mine while Matt looks... Uh, for for it, I would say, um, ooh, ooh, okay. So you combine the piercing damage of the lance and the slashing of the greatsword, may and you make a halberd. Hmm. So there, there's two types of attacks. There's there's slashing with the axe part of the halberd, and there's the poking of the of the spear part of the halberd. Mm-hmm. It's got the range of, you know, like the like a lance, you know, long stick point point, but you could also have the the split damage type, which I think like the like there's how the shield and the sword and shield does blunt and the the sword does sword. I think it's actually cut. also go ahead. What do you want to call it? Uh, I, 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 I found the, the two ideas. They were the whip spear, which is a, a whip spear combo that you can, whip you can switch between. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, like a halberd slash whip. And then there's the trap shot, which is a slingshot. I think the whip would be... The, whip's, the whip spear would be cool. I think whips are underrated weapons. Whips are cool. Okay. In case you've uh, ever felt like you came up with an idea that somebody else already made long ago, uh, there's a fan weapon on here called the Claymore. 
like a like a like a like Call of Duty Claymore or like like Big Sword Claymore? Like Big Sword Claymore. Is that not just a? Uh, <laughs> is uh, that not just a great sword? It's described as behaving like a hybrid of dual blades, long sword, and great sword. So it's it's just like the sword sword. Like they made yes. the sword sword. Uh, it has files in case that makes you understand okay. that it's, it's the super special boy sword. What monsters do you want to come back into the game, into the franchise? Any monster that you think would be interesting to Kura come back. Which one? Sorry. Oh, the Kurapiko. I remember isn't, that one. Isn't that, the Kurapiko's uh, stick was that it would make... Isn't that the guy from noise. Hunter Hunter? Please laugh. No. I, I, I have heard the name Hunter Hunter before. I know that much. <laughs> I, 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 the Kurapeko is very nostalgic for me because it's from Monster Hunter 3 Tribe, but I wouldn't say I was the largest fan of it. It's not like my favorite or anything, but I just like the gimmick of it calling other monsters. That is not not how how I expected Kurapeko to be spelled. (laughs) Who puts a Q in anybody's name? That's crazy. Secret government agents. That's who puts a Q in their name. The Gobel. I want the Gobel to come back. The Gobel. I want the Gibble Snarf to come back. That's my one hope. I do like a bit of Nibble Snarf. The Gibble Snarf is so fun to just beat the shit out of. My my favorite monster of all time is the Lagaya Chris, and they haven't brought him back, and it makes me sad. But my, my I think the one I would probably want a little more is the Guan Zorumu from Frontier. He's like a lightning Elytrian, mm. and he's really cool because, like, you roll up on his crib, because he has a crib. Like, you, you roll up on it, he's, like, sleeping in his throne, and he's like, well, who are these two little bullshits that came up to me? And then he's got, like, a posse of little wyverns, and, like, they just, like, bathe the uh, um, the, the stage in, like, fire, like, on command. And then the game also, like, hides the real fight from you, because, like, the HR5 fight with Guanzaromu is just the repel quest. And then in G rank, you get to fight the big boy himself. Like, f- for reals this time. Mm-hmm. He also, of course, goes super sane. Because, like, like in the in the actual fight, like, you fight, like, the like the regular, like, first phase during the repel. And then the second phase, he goes super saiyan on you. I love a bit of Chris, but he feels so neutered whenever you see him in a game without underwater. Mm-hmm. Like, the image of the Chris like, curling around when he's, like, under the sea and he's looming over you looks so great. And when he's just wiggling around on land like a beached fish, it's not that that, that 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 makes me want the CA deuce to come back. I would say for me, um, I think the Kezu is the funniest monster ever created because it looks like a pee pee. <laughs> so so on on that note, I think they should bring the Giginox back because the Giginox is like if you if you. <laughs> if you forced evolution on the Kezu and it became its like peak form, like it became the perfect creature. Oh my I god! Say, I the Giganox saw... is a little bit less cursed looking than the uh, than the Kezu. I just discovered the Zenith Kezu on the Monster <laughs> Hunter wiki, and I want you to look at this thing and tell me there's a god. Oh no. I will say on the on the on the topic of the Kezu, 
The Kezil in early gen Monster Hunter is the most uncomfortable creature to look at ever. Yeah. It's so veiny and crusty and like you hit it too much and it gets like lesions on its skin. It's so gross. It's so yeah, bad. I do not like the Zenith Kezu's mouth hole. I, I went to Google to look <laughs> at some other pictures and oh, oh, oh lord. The Zenith Maruragaru is something out of my nightmares. I'll post a link to it. What was that, Luke? The Kezu has a big old um, Evangelion reference to it. Does it? Because it's the design is meant to look like the um, the production Avas at the end of end of Evangelion. I didn't know that. The, the, That's um, actually really interesting. The insect glaive, or maybe the lance. One of the weapons you can make from it is the weapon they have. That oh my god! Oh, thing. That's cool. That's really. That's cool. actually really interesting. I'm glad to know that they weren't just thinking like, let's make a, let's put a penis in this game. They were like, let's make it I even. Got a feeling they reference. were thinking that a little bit. They were like, let's make an Evangelion penis reference, but not like yeah. the jerking off scene, like like a, a different penis reference. <laughs> I would say um, there were leaks. The person who leaked the 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 the, the Espinas in Sunbreak um, mm-hmm. leaked the white Espinas to be entitled one of the title updates. If that is the case, um, I am in fact never playing the game again after I fight it, because I, I will have peaked as a human being. Uh, the White Espinus is my my least favorite favorite monster that I have. Because it is a motherfucker, but it's such a cool fight. Sorry, I can't hear anything other than the White Espinus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the White Espinus. <laughs> um, it, it basically, it takes the fire of the Espinus and it cranks it up to 11. It takes the fire and turns it into a goddamn hurricane. Oh. It turns into it turns into like a like an MMO raid boss with like huge AOE fire that just like literally disintegrates your health bar, and it's just it's crazy. Also, I went to go look up the white espinus on the Monster Hunter wiki, and they have it listed as espinus rare species instead of white espinus. Um, so in Japan, none of the monsters have a name like. Green, Nagakuka, white, whatever. They're just oh. called monster rare species. Oh, that's so why. Why Espinas is probably just a name that we've come up with over here. Um. Yeah. Also, also the there's also the uh, the the uh, the orange Espinas. Although the wiki calls it the brown the the Espinas subspecies and calls it the brown Espinas. Um, I call it orange because that's what my translation says. That's an it's it's not as cool as the white one, but it's I mean it's still cool. It's still a it's still a it does defense down instead of instead of uh, paralysis. I think. Speaking of messed up names, we should we uh, we should tell Luke about the the duck farm that's in uh, Monster Hunter oh, Frontier. I, um, oh, so oh, there's you, oh you mean the? Can I say it? Can I say it, Jacob? Can, can we say it? Um, yeah, you can say it. I guess. So Sergio's talking about the Gook Farm. Yeah, it's it's referred to as the Gook Farm in the translation, which I don't know if that's the word for duck. It's the word for duck. But but that was not something we expected to see. 
We don't know why yeah, they I never was translated told specifically it. Specifically, that there were not allowed to be any slurs on this podcast. <laughs> well, we're not saying uh, we're not saying well, a slur. We're talking about ducks. Like wait, literally, wait, no, we're not just, using they, it the slur way. In every guide, it says that. <laughs> in every guide, they translate right. duck to gook. It's like I mean, unanimous. Nothing is ever given its real name in Monster Hunter, right? Like they're not cats; they're palicos and stuff. That's true. Mm -hmm, so maybe they're just true. the Monster Hunter ducks are just cool gooks. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, were just yeah, like, we were, I, so I remember cute. I go into the house to go eat, and I'm like, oh, I should go, I should go upgrade my bird because there's like a bird you can have that like you can upgrade and you get skills. And I, I, I open the menu to like go to the bird area, and I just go, what the fuck is a gook farm? And everyone was like, the what? But like, yeah, it gets better so because Japanese like one of the few... is like gooku. Yeah, so, like, well, like what. One of the few like, resources yeah, that we have on Frontier is a Chinese-written guide that calls it the Gook Farm. And, like, you go and look up, like, the Gook Guides, and, like, there's, like, a, like a disclaimer explaining how the word is just means, like, duck, and it's not necessarily, like, a racist word. But just hearing people go, like, how do I uh, cook up some gooks? Or, like, how do I get the brown gook? Like, we're just sitting, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, guys, you can't just be saying gook, like, you can't just be throwing that word around. <laughs> it's like I'm in a. It's like I'm in a Modern Warfare Two lobby. Well, okay. My 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 final. I, I have one final uh, make up a thing question mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Since we are talking about we're you know fan fiction, create fan ideas. What kind of monster variation do you want for a, for like a monster? What do you think would be the coolest variation you could think of? Hmm. So, like, take an existing monster. Take an existing variation. monster. Give it a cool new variation. I have one. I have one. Yes. The least Jagras. The the the. the least it's a Jagras that cannot grow, and it gets really pissed off. It's red. Its pebbles. hair has turned into fucking spines from how feral and deranged it is. And it doesn't gulp you in one bite. It just rips you apart piece by piece like a piranha. Oh, that's a, that'd be cool. <laughs> they did have a little, like, Kelby-sized gamoth that you could hunt as an event quest in Generations. Oh, that's so cute. It's Sergio, do you cute have and one? hilarious, and also I can't it on it. <laughs> Did you see that, uh, have you seen the tweet about the Holocaust be shot at? No. No? Okay, so the, that tweet reads, so be shot needs a rare species called the Holocaust Bichotten. It it has explosive kind cones like the like the blood orange one, but it's a five percent chance of throwing the Holocaust pine cone, resulting in an automatic six carts, which means you automatically fail the next quest. What the <laughs> who made this? That's awful. <laughs> Just some guy, I guess. Uh, no, I, 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 this is why this I, is why I, people I don't, tell us we're controversial. Yes, you know, I I don't want probably. the Holocaust be sh be shot, and I'd more like something like the uh, um, Armenian genocide Rathlos. No, that's that's another joke. Um, <laughs> what would I want a variant of? Um... So I got one. You know the like 
the cul-de-sacs, mm. those mushrooms that take over an ant's brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Make like the, the Last of Ooh. Us basically is based on them. Oh, I think I yeah. might know where you're going with this. Yeah, I want like one of those that possesses monsters. So then it fights you like it's not moving right. It's all moving weird like a zombie. Imagine the Celta oh, And then it can take over one of your like party members and they'll start attacking you and stuff like no, that. No, imagine yeah, the like Celta Take over your cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtas queen with like mushrooms growing out of her head. And she's like possessing things. It's like stumbling like, around. Area. That would be really cool for like a like like the the flagship not the flagship monster like the main villain monster of like the next game being like the Last of Us, but like a dragon. No, or it's, so by the time you actually get to it and fight it, it is just a tiny little bug, and all of its power is that it was controlling other stuff, but. Once uh-huh. you get to it, you can just kill it in like one swipe. <laughs> this is one the average hammer player just fucking smashes it into a million pieces. Sergio, have you have you thought of anything? How about maybe a different Valstrax variant? Because you know it's called the like the Crimson Glow Valstrax, but that's just the default one, unless I'm stupid and there's another Valstrax somewhere. I mean, maybe there's like, the like, default. There's the base Valstrax. It's just not in world or not in Rise. Oh, it's, only the oh, Crimson it's Glow. Rise. Only the yeah, Crimson I, Glow I Valstrax is in Rise. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was a, a regular variant of it. Yeah, no, it's just it just doesn't glow crimson. I guess. Yeah, maybe like a like a like a Valstrax variant, except maybe it's like maybe it's like a wingless Valstrax that's just like a like you know like a rocket car. <laughs> it's got the booster in its tail and it just zooms everywhere. It's got its booster in its ass. Like like it has it has an attack where like you're at the top of the map, it just starts like zigzagging and zooming across the map to gain speed, and then you just see it zoom from area one and just smash into something creating a big aoe can we have a sonic speed valstrax that uh is blue and can roll at you <laughs> blue volvedon <laughs> um mine would be uh, the only thing that's that's coming into my head i i i don't have a description for what it would be but the only thing that's entering my brain is the phrase swagnamala and Your i face? want you to do with that what you will I don't know what the swag Namala would do, but I imagine he wears like a Yankee cap, like like a New York Yankees cap, and he's just like he does like sound damage. I guess it's it's all is it's all the SoundCloud. Uh, rap. He he blasts know. Eminem at you. I want a Kezu that's like the most fucked up and despicable Kezu ever. I want like a I like fire standard Kezu, like a fire Kezu, <laughs> the burning touch Kezu. I, I had an idea where mon- a Monster Hunter game should have human villains. So, like, maybe, like, monster riders or, like, a <laughs> mad scientist who managed to make some monster hybrids. It's Jason Bourne. He's got a Jesus Glock. Christ, it's <laughs> Jason Bourne. Yeah, well, what are we going to get yeah, the, the, the bow second. pistol? It's just it's just a Glock 17. It's like the, Fe- it's like the Freddy Fez Glock. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think like a like a like a black <laughs> black Kezu that does fire damage would be really funny. Just play fully into like Kezu penis. Is that, is that the is that the Kezu that the girlfriend left her boyfriend for? The bull Kezu. I'll call it the bull Kezu. God no. 
play fully into the because you know everyone always makes the penis reference to the Kazoo, so just we'll just go fully into it. It's already a T game. They can I mean, like it's already kind of red one. That one's pretty grim. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't go far enough. No. Uh, 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 <laughs> a, a, a black Kazoo that oozes f- like lava. Stop. The, the Kezu should not ooze things. <laughs> kezu should ooze things. I think any Kezu variation that, like, oozes things would be great. Well, I think, actually, um, no, I, I don't think it should ooze things. I do think, though, it would be really great if the Kezu changed to a different element that wasn't lightning, something like, you know, uh, poison. And the when, it gets really, when it gets really intense... Um, it starts to pulsate, right? And like it's like a wave That's... that goes towards the head, right? And then it explodes poison all over you. Isn't that just the Giginox? <laughs> the Giginox and, it, and the Giggies? I wasn't allowed to use slurs on this podcast. And then I was told I wasn't allowed to ejaculate. And it seems well, like I'm not ejaculating. Rules are <laughs> yeah, we're not ejaculating. We can talk about ejaculation, though. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah we, we can talk, talk about it. As long as you don't do it. Like actively, good boys sleep uh, podcast with their hands over the covers. Legally, I have to keep my hands on screen at all times during podcasts. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's well, okay. We do too. It makes it really hard to read. Uh, I think I'm, I've had my fill of Monster Hunter. I've shared yeah. my thoughts and opinions and joked my brain for every new idea I've got. Yeah, we've gotten to the to the point where we're making penis allegories with the Kezu. So. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Luke, we have to ask Luke the question. Oh, okay. Oh. Are you, would you consider yourself a fan fiction man, Luke? I wrote a four book long Pokemon slash The Matrix crossover fan fiction. What the fuck? That sounds awesome. Is it it up? Is is there a link? I I think the first one is still up on like the internet. (gasps) I can't find any of the sequels. Can we read it? I'm finding the link. I'll send it to you. Oh, please do. Please send it to us. We will. We will. We will read this. We will love it. Sergio, uh, also Sergio has a a multi book um, persona fan fiction based on our lives, where we are the protagonist. Reading it at some point. Yes. Yeah, once we change people's names and did stuff. You, did you post or... the others to the internet, or did you scrub them from the internet? The Pokemon ones? Yes. I did post them, but the first one got put up on like a website that had a fanfic collection, and that seems to have stayed online oh, longer okay. than all the others. I see. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, on the topic of fanfiction, you know what people love in fanfiction? Sex. So on that note, do you prefer your futinari with or without nuts? Uh, I guess without nuts. Oh, okay, get the fuck off our podcast. Get off our podcast. What the hell? I mean, if I want to use the vag, do I have to like lift up the nuts like a little curtain? Well, in this scenario, I feel like there would be none. It's just, you know, like, it's, you know, it's just the dick and balls, you know? Well, I mean, most food, well, most Fudinari have like like the vagina and the dick and ball, but but like it's not complete yeah, if you don't have the balls. balls. Yeah, without it's it's less appealing without the balls. It's, it's not a full. It's not like the full. I mean, sure, you, know? you might have to like lift them up, but like I guess if she's like leaned over, you can just like 
you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> the the nuts she, will already be like up. <laughs> you can yeah. just go in. If, it, if it's if it's especially sweaty too, then they might just like droop out of the way. I guess you're right. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you should apologize. Um, you posted cringe. Oh, I've posted a lot of cringe in my day. Don't you worry about that. All right. I think we've traumatized Luke enough. Um, yeah. Please, so let's, let's, please we're gonna post give you the that floor. Pokemon Matrix fan fiction. We would love to read that. When I find it, yeah. I would I would DM you it. For okay. sure. Oh, for sure. That's, that'd be amazing. You have the floor. Do some shilling. Where can we find you? Where can we reach you? Where can we where can we hear you I'll talk about Monster Hunter? I'm plugging my Monster Hunter podcast. You can find it on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. It's also on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Make uh-huh. sure you search Monster Mash Podcast, not just Monster Mash, or you'll get the song. We did not think about you, or SEO. You'll, get, you'll get the mash. You'll get the Monster <laughs> yeah. Mash. Uh, I also do a Pokemon podcast. You can find that one on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN. Maybe we'll maybe uh, we'll bring you in. Maybe we'll bring you in for a uh, for a Pokemon episode if you're ever down. Oh yeah, like I said, you can bring me in to talk about my Pokemon Matrix fan fiction okay. if you want. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm pitching this now, so it's on record. Um, did you? I'm assuming as a Pokemon fan that grew up in like the last thirty years, you played ROM hacks. Not a lot. I, I dabbled, but not much. Oh really? Okay, because um. I was gonna say we could we could we could do a we could do a ROM hack discussion episode because um I played so many Super Mario World ROM hacks and Pokemon ROM hacks growing up like that was like my thing like our friend Nick that we play games with now um I when we first became friends in like 2011 uh, when we were like you know out of the womb or whatever uh mm-hmm. because you know we're all we're all Zoomers. Um, we would just talk like every day. We'd play Team Fortress Two, and we would just talk about Pokemon ROM hacks because, like, you know, what if Pokemon but different? Like, it's you know, Pokemon Snake Wood is a zombie Pokemon ROM hack. That's so cool when you're like eleven. <laughs> See, when I was eleven. I was literally playing Pokemon Blue because it had just released on cartridge. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. That's the difference there. Yeah, but still, you know, like like ROM hacks are cool. But yeah. Yeah, um, I can see the appeal. Any any anywhere else you anything else you want to plug? Oh uh, yeah, so you can just find me on Twitter at Buskalily. I don't really do Twitter, but you'll find links to my stuff there. Uh-huh. Um, you can find all of my podcasts by going to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. I'm not expecting you to donate, but that's a good place to find the links. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you want to see pictures of the Japanese countryside, follow me on Instagram at Buskalili. But also, if you are going on his Patreon, you might as well throw like a dollar. I don't know how I don't know how Patreon works. We don't have one. Maybe we'll make one. I, I only made one when I did because it was right before they changed the rules. And this way, I got grandfathered into the version where I get more money. Oh, why didn't we do that? God damn it! I love but making more money. I'm now. I think I'm at the point where the Patreon does actually cover all the hosting and stuff, so I'm not too bothered about getting any more. That's fair. Do you pay, do you have, do you like pay to be on certain things? Like, is that how that works? I don't know. We yeah, just, we're we, on trans. We use so we pay, but the pricing is based on downloads, not uploads. Uh, so we can put as much as we want on there, and then if we ever get popular, then they might up our prices. 
Yeah, we use we use Anchor, so they do everything fucking for us because we're we're we're. I was gonna say we're technologically illiterate, but that's not true. We're just stupid. Mm. I mean, we we do pay for this. We use the we use yeah. the pro version of Zencaster here. For yeah, we because we, we we normally have five hosts, and we we need Zencaster Premium to have all of us in the same call. Right, especially especially for guests. Yeah, we had a we had an episode where we I think the most people we've had on at once is six. I'm sure no, eventually seven. is it seven? Oh, it is seven. Well, no, was, that was that was for the gorgeous episode, so that doesn't count because that wasn't us. That was their but, podcast. Yeah, but no, they don't but get any our, shout outs. This is our not, podcast. Well, they don't get any shout outs. This is not their episode. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, Ben, you should come on again so we can we can plug your podcast. <laughs> we should we should really try to fill up the Zencaster call. Ten whole people. Yeah, the biggest, the, the most, the, the craziest crossover. Just how many how many SCP authors can we all get in one room? No, we should yeah, we should like, we should get five people of varying interests, and then we should talk about. We'll read something that not, none of us have any idea about. None of yeah, we read like. <laughs> I can't even think of anything. I can't even think of anything that we would be able to read that none of us would have any interest in. Fucking, we can read like um, translated original work fan fiction on Ao3. <laughs> oh my god. You oh. will not catch me on AO3 as so long as I live. Alright, end the episode, please, God. Yeah, I have nothing else to add, so the episode is now over. Goodbye! Love you. <laughs>